Good evening, this is Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Otley. Uh, today is March 12th. Uh, we will be re- reviewing uh, the Chris Brock response. March Madness is here. Is it better to be wanted than needed? It's the month of Pablo. Again, this is the Ninjas of Another Color podcast. This is your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. Yes, we're still working on Apple. It is free to listen to us on those uh, areas. So just rate, review, subscribe, follow, and please... Tell a friend to tell a friend, and let's get into it. Wars coming to us birthday month June yes around my birthday yes yes they are all right it, again it is March 12th March Madness has started yes we have put up a bracket challenge the ninja of another color bracket challenge the information is available on the on this episode please sign up the more people we get, the more fun it is. It's for bragging rights this year. If we get enough people next year, we'll do it for money. So, moving on. Again, this is the Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Uh, today is Oscar Sunday. 
and in recognition of Oscar Sunday, we are going to let you hear, if you haven't heard already, Chris Rock's response to the Will Smith slap. Uh, I think, I didn't watch the entire show, but everybody said since it was live, it was kind of herky-jerky. So I'll go back and check it out, but here is his response. Uh, check it out.
response from Chris Rock uh, two things this was done live so he messed up the concussion joke and somebody leaked that joke before so it wasn't it didn't really hit so the Oscars are tonight uh, so uh, we just respond this but my thing is well it, this was the best part of the set people say if you saw it uh, give us some feedback at ninjas of another color at gmail.com we're also available on instagram and tiktok all right moving on we are going to go to the nba playoffs as of right now i think the two favorites to be in the nba finals are the milwaukee bucks and last year's champs the golden state warriors if I think if Golden State gets home court, they can beat probably Denver, Sacramento, who's number three? I think they can beat the top three seats. Because um, I don't think Boston or Philly can beat Milwaukee at full strength, and they at full strength. But without. Um, Giannis right now Golden State and the Bucks played Sunday let's check out the highlights now they're all four 27 and 7 overall that was the lowest 
jumping jump ball. <laughs> That's hard to do. That means you're not you're not taking care of business with the right mentality and approach. Oh, beautiful pass, Middleton to Brooke Lopez. Milwaukee over the long road. Raymond Green Thompson. from Devon Carter. Carter has just become a defensive demon for these Bucks. Poole finds some room. Off the hole, score, stop the She didn't play early on in the season. Recovering from this knee surgery. She's got a lot of veteran experience, playoff experience, and Lopez from moving down. Lopez shooting a career-high 39% from three. And what I mean by that, he can't dare have to take the same shots that you would as Trimmer Green's clearly the better player, but they're different players, and he's a knockdown shooter. Free Tax USA. Free, let's break. Great pass. Threes. Because he can't make a hole. Oh, 
point game. Jerome, Draymond Green, a footer in the paint, his upshot, no good, the tip is good. Thank <laughs> you. 
that play where he got blocked, Drew Holiday should have kicked it to uh, Ingles in the corner. Probably would have won the game. was a game from yesterday uh, I don't think the Warriors can beat the Bucks in a seven at, in seven with all the pieces and currently right now the Western Conference standings are Denver 1 Sacramento 2 Memphis 3 Phoenix 4 Golden State 5 Clippers 6 Minnesota 7 Dallas Mavericks 8 and the plane is from 7 to 10. And again, if Phoenix, uh, if Golden State gets home court advantage, they can beat the Suns without Kevin Durant because he just got hurt. He got bad luck, man. Really bad luck. Memphis Grizzlies without Josh Stephen Adams, and they miss somebody else who has a, a torn knee. He's a, he's a big man, he's a crucial part of their uh, their defense. Um and yeah, they can beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets has a, a good starting five, but they have no bench. So if they get home court advantage, I think they can win. Alright. Moving on to the East. Right now the Bucks are one. Boston is two. Philly is three. Cleveland is four. The Knicks are five. Brooklyn is six. Heater 7, Atlanta 8. Again, the plane is from 7 to 10. And right now, the Knicks won 9 in a row. Then they lost 3 in a row because Bronson got hurt. They can beat the Cavaliers in a 7-game series. Even if they don't get home court, they could. But if they get home court, it would be better. I don't think they can beat the Sixers. Maybe the Boston Celtics. Maybe with Brunson. And they can't beat the Bucks, so they can probably make it to the second, maybe even the third round. Maybe. That's just a maybe. But let's hear what the experts say. Jet Smith. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy in the last seven. Look at the difference. 
Red's defensive rating in the first 23 games. Look at their record number one in the last seven. Holding opponents to 28% from deep. Retreats up. Rebounding like crazy. This is a good seven-game stretch right here. This is a great seven-game stretch because of my comrades on my left last week was very just not talking well about the Knicks. They're not just, my Knicks. Just miss First, all, all your team. Stop. No, no. I grew up a Knicks fan. I'm, I'm a New Yorker, but my team. Uh, Are you really from New York? I, yeah. I have no idea. But I think the one thing, and we talk about, you don't have to be the best player in the world to make a best a team a much better team. And we and, and Charles kind of knows we've always I've always talked about putting people in their right position. When Brunson comes to your team, Julius Randle never becomes your point forward again. So all of a sudden, he becomes a finisher instead of a playmaker. And it, now this guy, yes, averaging twenty points this season, which is you know a phenomenal number for a point guard. However. Uh, He's helping Julius oh, Randle yeah. be in his right position, and it took a couple games, and now they're playing competitive basketball, and now even winning basketball. Two different things. So shout out to Jalen Brunson, and shout out to Julius Randle as well for their ability to understand that you are better as a finisher instead of a playmaker. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, sighs and angst over here. Uh, Seven in a row has been present, little, little fella. Listen, I'm I'm happy for Julius Randle. I remember uh, when they played the, the Hawks in the playoffs. Before that, he was playing phenomenal. Didn't have Most a series. And they lost, and he's kind of just been ready. Uh, these last seven games, he's back to Julius Randle. I'm happy for the Knicks, but I'm not going to get too happy. They, they won seven games, and in the sixth seed, what we freaking do? What do we freaking do that? No, no, no. Still a lot of season left. All-star all all break. They're in six. Uh, well, first of all, I, can't, I don't think they can get. I don't think they can get out of one round of the playoffs. Okay. Well, first of all, you Kenny had a really good point. Julius Randle is a much better finisher than Star because you can just wall up. That's what happened to him in the playoffs. Him trying to make every play, the team walled up. He couldn't score. Uh, now Bronson comes in. He's doing a fabulous job. But I'm with you, Shaq. Whoop to do. They're <laughs> they're not even the best team in the same state. You can't give love to anybody. I gave love to them. They play. They play. I just said they're playing great, but they're not even the best. They're not even the best team in our city. Lower your energy when you talk oh, about. Oh, like, that's all kidding. Speaking of Brooklyn, they're playing great. And let me say, Mike Vaccaro of the New York Post had a great little nugget in his column today. Since seventy six, seventy seven, Nixon Nets have been in the NBA together. This is the first time. They've each had winning streaks of at least six at the same time. Wow, wow. Nets have won six in a row, and the Knicks have won seven in a row. Well, it's, it's listen. We 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 established that Milwaukee and Boston are the two best teams. Now, just to see who can be competitive with them, you got Brooklyn, who we said we don't know. They're a wild card. My seven to sixes, they're a wild card. Your Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, well, well. I, Oh. I don't think Cle- uh, Cleveland's playing great, but I don't think they can beat those two top teams I mentioned. Hmm. I, 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 that's all I said. Yeah. Cleveland's probably the third best team in the Eastern Conference, but it's all about Milwaukee and Boston. You're going to have to beat Milwaukee and Boston to get out of the Eastern Conference. All this other stuff is just window dressing. He's back to his regular height. No, that's not his regular height. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's 6'3", sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> Me and you are the same size. <laughs> you're much six, more three. imposing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I know. Six foot three, man. Look at this, man. You're like five. Hey, man. Y'all didn't tell me. Y'all didn't tell me it was a great night around here. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 no, listen, first of all, anytime you win that many games in a row, you're doing something well. But Brooklyn's doing it also. Well, like I say, Cleveland. Cleveland's, Cleveland's playing well in four in a row. But the key is, like, you're going to have to raise your level to beat Milwaukee and Boston. If the playoffs start today, could the Knicks beat Cleveland? Hell no. Thank you, Kenny. Lower your energy. No, however, but if the playoffs started today, last year, they would be nowhere near it. We're not talking about that. That's my point. So it's, an, it's an improvement. Well, well, it's an improvement because they got Brian improved. Yeah. That's a, it's just about improvement. Or right, lower your energy when you're talking about That's it. Again, I think they can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers because Dobbs and Mitchell don't play any defense. You're right. Yep, we're cruising. So. I don't understand why they make it such a big deal. But the Knicks won nine in a row, but they did lose three straight. They're playing tonight against the Lakers without LeBron. Or is he there? I don't know if he's there or not. But, yep, the game starts in 36 minutes. And, oh. This could be could be a make a break because they lost to San Sacramento, they lost to the Clippers, and I think they lost to Denver the night before uh, without Brunson. But it is what it is. It's the NBA playoffs. But my question is now, if the 76ers don't make a deep run, which they won't. Will they fire Doc? I think so. But is Joel B the MVP of the league? Check this out. It's a win-win scenario right there.
Rick Wildspawn go to center. Yep, that's the 76ers beating the Blazers on Saturday. Again, if they don't make a deep run, I do not think they keep um, Doc as their coach. Alright, moving on. As for the playing, will the playing will the Lakers make the playoffs? Um, they play the Knicks tonight. I think without um, LeBron James. I think he's on HGH, but that's just me because he played against the Dallas Mavericks and he heard a pop in his ankle and he was still walking. But hey, that's just me. Check this out. We do have some breaking news got to get to uh, before we close out here. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting on uh, LeBron James that uh, he is feared to miss several weeks with the right foot injury. He's undergoing further testing to learn the full extent of the injury. And not a lot of time left in the season. And uh, you know, several weeks is, uh, if it ends up being several weeks, 
that could certainly take the wind out of the sails for the Lakers' playoff push. So, what, Dave, what do the Lakers, if he misses several weeks, give me, like, I guess off the top of your head, what would be the the game plan for the Lakers? Obviously, everything goes through Anthony Davis, and we saw how Anthony Davis responded early this year when he was just absolutely on fire and was the man. But take me through how all the other new pieces fit and how do they basically fill this massive void? I, I think you're right there. AD's got to be the sun, the moon, and the stars for this franchise uh, over this stretch. And I do believe he's up for the task physically and mentally. But you're going to need to fill that void somewhere. And, you know, Maybe it's the guy that we forgot about when we rattled through the new roster acquisitions, Rui Hachimura. Um, can, can play, so he's not going to be LeBron James, I'm just saying he can uh, play some of those minutes there. You know, Austin Reeves, some of those minutes there. Uh, certainly getting D'Angelo Russell back healthy will help them because he, you know, beyond LeBron and AD, I believe he's their next best player, certainly offensively. Um, so that'll help, but oof, this is, uh, yeah, you see LeBron put himself out there at 23 most important games of his career uh, to have this happen in game three of that stretch is uh, uphill swallow and uh, I, I know that LeBron will do whatever he needs to do to get himself back onto the court uh, this won't be uh, you know tear down the tent and, and move on um, but it's just like a math equation now you know, all these games were already pressure packed and already going to be a, a, a tough prospect for them to win fully healthy and uh, yeah let me is... take you through the next couple weeks Dave this, their schedule at Memphis tomorrow night at Oklahoma City on a back to back that's uh, incredibly tough back to back and obviously Oklahoma City right there with them trying to get in a play on game Minnesota a team that stands above them in the, in the, in the standings at home Golden State, another team above them in the standings at home on Sunday. That's now one week from his injury. Then after that, Memphis at home, Toronto at home, the Knicks at home, which would take us to two weeks from his injury. Let's assume that, like, even if that were the fastest he would have come back, he still would need time to kind of, like, ramp up and things like that, right? So after that, at New Orleans, at Houston, uh, Dallas at home, Orlando at home, Phoenix, Kevin Durant should be back by then, and then Oklahoma City, and then a uh, two games in a row against Chicago. So, um, I, don't, I hope this isn't a death knell for them, Dave. I, I hope that they can hang on. Uh, AD can keep them uh, afloat, and I think he can. And I think with all the new pieces, keep them in that, that play-in race. And then after that, if LeBron come back healthy and he's doing well, then, you know, and that both of them are healthy, they can still make some noise. Yeah, I think it's just going to come down to just how much time this thing takes, right? And and even, as we know, coming back from injury, then there's time to get back into a rhythm, and it's time to figure out the group that you're playing with, and then that group figures out a way to keep their head above water while you're out, and then you're recombobulating things, so, uh, or, excuse me, you're discombobulating things, I should say. So, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Got to be a challenging. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, I imagine uh, we could be leading future episodes down the stretch talking about um, you know the Clippers playoff prospects to lead the show rather than the Lakers playoff prospects. Thanks.
Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, they are currently, uh, I guess they are, I think, 10th. Yeah, the Lakers are ninth as of right now, playing the Knicks tonight. And like you said, this is two weeks from his injury. And if he, if he makes it back, I think he's on HGH or blood splicing. So uh, let us know. Do you think he's on HGH? Uh, yeah, I think he is. But. Uh, Side note, since we're going to leave basketball to football, UCLA is probably the only school that has the men's a number one seed in the tournament and the women's a number one seed in the tournament. All right. Right now, it is the NFL offseason, and there was a major major trade today. Uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, was traded from the Rams to the Miami Dolphins. I really hope that he would have moved to the Falcons, but hey, it is what it is. But check it out. Your newest dolphin, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, How you feeling? Great, man. This is something that I've been about for a long time. Then David made it happen. I'm excited, man. I'm super excited to be close to the same. Shout out to the Dolphins, baby. Fam, back in Florida. It's going to be fun. Where the Dolphins fans get it. Man, I'm going to get a. somebody to guard Travis Kelsey. You start looking around the AFC and you realize you better have some lockdown corners to lock down those receivers. But then when you think about it intricately for the Miami Dolphins perspective, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua when he's healthy, one of the most prolific offenses in all of the NFL. Scored 42 points in a game, 39 points in a game, 31 points in a game, 30 points in a game. Came back from down three touchdowns against the Baltimore Ravens. So you know you can put up points. 
But you got to be able to stop opposing offenses from scoring points. When you got Jalen Ramsey on one side, Philip DX and Xavier Howard on another side, and Brandon Jones is coming back, secondary. Check. Oh, I love it for the Dolphins. Fins up. Well, prepare for Jalen Ramsey to be wearing these colors this season. MJ, these hurt. I know. We'll get to that in a second. I know. Just a second to kind of uh, let it all sink in. But Jalen Ramsey, right here, tweeting just um, like a minute ago, I prayed for this specifically about a month, and now it's happening. Miami Dolphins, let's go. That makes a lot more sense that Jalen had tweeted, oh my God, God is good. Right. It's all coming together now as we welcome in Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero. So, Jalen Ramsey, headed to Miami, Ian. It has actually been in the works for about a month or maybe even longer that Los Angeles Rams being open to dealing their star cornerback Jalen Ramsey with the Miami Dolphins emerging as really the best destination not just for the Rams. I mean, they were a team motivated to add high-end defensive talent, specifically at cornerback, but also for Jalen Ramsey. As he noted in his tweet, this is the place he has wanted to go. Certainly, this is the place he wanted to go on field. It is the place he wanted to go off the field. There's a lot to like about the Miami Dolphins. Plus, he ends up playing for Vic Fangio, and of course, he's been playing in essentially Vic Fangio's scheme and thriving for a couple years. All it took to complete the deal, a third rounder and Hunter Long, the Miami Dolphins, before free agency begins, make a huge, huge splash. Ian, there will be plenty of people, and I'm seeing them in my Twitter mentions, saying, what are the Rams doing trading Jalen Ramsey for a third-round pick and a tight end with one career catch? But remember, this is part of a broader effort by the Rams to get their books right in terms of the salary cap and also start to replenish their draft cap. They're going to release Bobby Wagner this week. They're trying to get somebody to take on Allen Robinson's contract, and they've given him permission to seek a trade. Basically, anybody outside of Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and maybe Matt one long wear at its lightest air. Yeah, the Rams took back a third rounder and a pick for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, everybody's saying the Falcons should have done that, but hey, it is what it is. He is in South Florida and they're making moves. I don't think they they can but hey they still have quarterback issues um okay moving on to the falcons as of right now their cap space is at 62 let's round up 63 million dollars and they haven't i don't think they cut they haven't cut on what's his name yet the cornerback they signed last year so it's gonna go up to about 70 and the Falcons and the Bears are going to have at least $70 million because the Bears traded the first pick to the Panthers for two one and two twos and DJ Moore. Who won that trade? I think the Bears did because that's a reach. That's like when, um, who did it? Washington traded all their picks for Robert Griffin III, and that didn't work out. But hopefully, the Falcons will lose. Falcons will use their cap space to get right. Uh, I think Lamar is out of the picture because 
we have to fix the offensive line. Uh, we have to get players on defense, and we're picking number eighth. So let's listen to this. Check us out. All right, Mike, let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. This is a team that are masters of the skill position, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've got weapons upon weapons upon weapons. And, you know, Nick, th- there's no other proof of that than if we look back this year at the draft because they made some big-time hits this year. Yeah, Miles, before we get into that in the story you have, Falcons fans, we want to hear from you guys in the comment section below as you and, frankly, the entire country, in fact, the entire Western civilization is getting ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Frankly, it should be an American holiday. But we want to hear from you guys in the comment section below. Give us who you think is going to win the game and down there. Make sure you hit subscribe so think about it. All right, Miles, what you got? What's the latest out of Atlanta? Yeah, Nick, so with Atlanta, as I said, they're great at drafting the skill position, whether it was last year with Kyle Pitts, who seems to be like a really great player, or this year with Drake London. Drake London, uh, number eight overall pick by Atlanta, Nick. And we have an article today that we're going to look at by ESPN. They do it every year, kind of after the season. They go back through the draft and kind of reorder it and put the players on how they performed this season back into the drafting process. And something very interesting happened with Atlanta, Nick. Because at number eight, they are picking the exact same player. They hit big time on Drake London. They drafted him number eight. They nailed down him at number eight. And really, this only happens twice in the whole article as far as the first round goes. And that's with Seattle and Charles Cross in Atlanta with Drake London. So back-to-back picks, number eight, number nine. But this is big. You know, Nick, how crazy is it that they pick Drake London and he pans out to be exactly in the same spot the next draft? Well, it just tells you, right, according to the ESPN redraft, that the Falcons know what the heck they're doing when it comes to evaluating and drafting the skilled position. And that is their core competency. If you look at their GM, Terry Fontenot, that is his entire career. Remember, a big, a big chunk of his time in the NFL as an executive was with the New Orleans Saints. And people tend to forget, but the Saints were one of the better drafting teams for a number of years. You get Lattimore at corner, Michael Thomas at wide receiver, uh, Kamara at running back. You can go down the list of all these skilled position guys that under Fontenot working in that staff, and now he's taking that same mentality to Atlanta. All these skilled position guys that have been able to, to scout, draft, and develop into real superstars in the NFL. And I think Pitts and London both fall into that same mold. Now, what does that mean, Mize? It means if that the Falcons' poor competency, if what they are best at is drafting skill positions, then they need to figure out what to use with the rest of their assets. And we're talking, of course, about their incredible amount of cap space. And to me, Mize, that means they need to spend on big dollars, mainly on defense. I'm thinking front seven. I'm thinking pass rushers. I'm thinking linebackers. Maybe beef up the offensive line a little bit, too. I mean, what do you think? That makes sense, right? If they're good at drafting skill guys, make sure you spend the dollars in positions that they aren't good at drafting. I mean, it seems common sense, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, Nick, because you got to look at the defensive side of the ball, especially, like you said, pass rushers. Grady Jarrett is really, uh, unfortunately, he's the only guy that's worth a darn on that front four. Uh, everyone else is just very so-so. Uh, and they drafted Ebicady. He was okay, you know, nothing spectacular. But Grady Jarrett is the, the superstar on that line, but he needs help. You look, maybe they get a guy like a Deron Payne in free agency, mm, a big-time interior D-line guy, Love that get thing. some yeah. big-time pass rushers out there. They need to build the defensive side of the ball because is if, as what they said is true, they're going to stick with Desmond Ritter for the 2023 season, if they're going to do that, then build up the defense. Spend the money on the defensive side of the ball. And there are some big names coming up this year, Nick. So, like I said, take a splash. Look at guys like a Deron Payne. That's the one that really sticks out to me that would be a really great fit for Atlanta. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and like the report you alluded to, Arthur Blank, when he was talking to ESPN, did say, quote, we're very excited about Desmond Ritter. Uh, they said a lot of nice things about him. They said he really wanted him to be the quarterback going forward of the future. And it just makes sense, right? If you like Desmond Ritter enough to start playing him, obviously you would want to get even better at quarterback, and there are some potential options. There's been rumors to Lamar Jackson and maybe Derek Carr and some other folks. But I think the reality is if you look at the NFC, Mize, if the, like the best contenders, the top teams in the NFC, they don't overspend that quarterback. You look at teams like uh, Philly, of course, in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts on that rookie deal. You look at San Francisco with Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or Jimmy G, right, not spending top dollar at quarterback and being as good as they are. You look at the Seahawks with Geno Smith, right? He was the backup for most of his career. You go down the line of the quality teams in the NFC, and they don't spend big at quarterback. They spend big on other positions. They build the environment around the quarterback, and the teams that do spend big on quarterback Minnesota and Dallas, for example, always seem to disappoint when it comes time to games that matter. So while part of me wants to say, hey, listen, you, you probably should go better at quarterback, go bigger at quarterback. The reality is when I took a step back and I looked at the entire NFC, I'm like, you know, they're really good at drafting skill position players. Stick with that. They have a lot of money to you know, pour a lot of dollars into addressing their defense, specifically the front seven. They can certainly do that. And at the same time, develop their young quarterback. And you know what? The model is there. We saw that with Jacksonville last year. They spent a lot of money in free agency. They developed Trevor Lawrence. And they won a division of playoff game. And I think that's the same model and path the Atlanta Falcons can follow next year. All right. Yep. So right now, the cap is 62, but if they cut Casey Hayward, his dead money will be 2 million, and the cap goes up to 67, 67 million, so let's say 68, and there's one more person, where is he, where is he, where is he, where is he, the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. They exercise what's his name option, so they're paying him. Felipe Franks, there you go. Felipe Franks is 68, so 69 million, so 70. And they cut one more, then that's it. With that cut, it will be $69 million. And the Falcons can, yes, go after high-priced high free agents. They might re-sign um, Caleb McGarry. I don't know if they want to do that. Like, if they can get an upgrade for a cheap price. And who knows? They got to fix the O-line. And I think one should be... Jesse Bates should be one of the free agent targets, and Deron Payne already signed his deal with Washington, so he's not going anywhere. Um, Nigel Bradham, I think, is a free agent, so he's was from Philly, so he's a free agent, so he would be a target for the Falcons to get. And a couple of Saints because they have a new, um, new Hardgrave is one. And since the DC is going to be one of the, the Saints defensive line coaches, they can 
pick from them. Alright, this is Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. I'm your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. It is free to listen to us where you get your podcast. So rate us, review us. Subscribe for free. Give us five stars. Give us four stars. Give us three stars. Give us two stars. Give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I can just assume that I'm doing it perfectly. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. And yes, we are still working on Apple. Yes, we're still working on Apple. You can support the podcast at the usual places, Cash App or Zelle. The information is on the page. And also, we're doing the Ninja of Another Color March Madness Bracket Challenge. Information is in the episode. Thank you. And now... Moving on to entertainment. As of March 3rd, Creed 3 made $100 million. Creed 3 versus Cocaine Bear, Creed 3 won. As of March 10th, top three movies are Scream. Six, wow, at 44 million, Creed 3 at 27 million, and 65 at 12 million. Uh, Ant Man of the Wasp is four, and Cocaine Bear is five. So, I didn't know that Comcast owned Cocaine Bear because it's from Universal and we own Universal. Stock prices, yay! So, Creed 3 versus Cocaine Bear, guess what? Three, three, one. The higher you get, the harder it gets. That's life. Because this is a war. And it's a fight, it's a battle. So, how long have you known each other? Everything we've built. 
should go. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Henry! Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on you. The bear, it fucking did cocaine. A bear did cocaine. A bear? Hey, that's inappropriate. You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course they can. Cocaine Bear, distributor Universal, yes, aka Comcast. It made money, I don't care, but hey, it looks funny. Check it out. Alright. <coughs> Fine. Moving on, this is the, the month of Pablo. Yep. Pablo, starring in Last of Us, and... The Mandalorian. Alright, this is episode 8 from The Last of Us. Today is the season finale of Last of Us, so we will review that next week. But this is the ending scene where the pedophile gets killed. Roll up my sleeve, look at it. Look at it! <laughs> what did you say? she would have turned by now. This isn't real. That looks pretty fucking real to me. Keys. 
just that fucking special. No one likes being humiliated, Ellie. You don't know how good I am! You don't know what I could have given you! If you would just let me! Neither one of us is dying today. You see, I've changed my mind. I've decided you do need a father. So I'm going to keep you. I'm going to teach you. Ellie? You already knew. The fighting is the part I like the most. Don't be afraid. There's no fear in love. This is Pablo Pascal in The Last of Us. This was episode 8, and where they were eating people. Yes, the most popular show is an apocalyptic show talking about eating people. Alright, I'm gonna have to go back and go from episode 1 because I haven't played the game, but. I've seen it on YouTube. It looks kind of cool. But when they did it into a story form, it doesn't really make sense to me. But hey, it is what it is. And moving on to one of the best shows on streaming on TV today, The Mandalorian, we're on episode two. And this is the month of Pablo Pascal. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this for half the price. 
throw in a free oil bath. I wouldn't rely too much on this one. I thought you said it was built for adventure. You ready for an adventure? Every Mandalorian can trace their roots back to this planet. I've never been there either. Has to understand maps and know their way around. That way, you'll never be lost. Down here, we're completely cut off from the rest of the galaxy. The droid will be fine. Don't be a baby. Just get the samples we need. R5. was the only Mandalorian. Pong soup. No. Armor was raised on this since they were his size. What are you talking about? I must continue to the mines of Mandalore. Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. Killing each other for reasons too confusing to explain. It 
made us weak. What are you looking at? The living waters. I swear on my name, and the words of the creed shall be forever forged in my heart. Yes, episode two, they saw the Mythosaur, our Bogotan came back and saved him, but now what's going to happen since she saw it, but he didn't, will she be the leader because she used the Darksaber? Will she fight him for it? Uh, tune in next week for episode 3 of The Mandalorian. Alright, moving on to the show that is ending this year. Because what they did this time was they, I guess they, The Flash. Red Death was from another dimension and now she is no longer there, so... There's a new storyline. We're going to find out next week of which it is, but here is Batwoman versus Red Death. Jump the Shark in Season 5. So that was 
uh, episode 5 of The Flash, the final season. Uh, so they conquered Red Death, which was Batwoman from another dimension, and Joe and his family's leaving, so they said goodbye, the end of this one, and guess what? Iris is pregnant. Yes, she's pregnant three months early. So, next week, we're going to, I guess, see the twins? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to do a deep dive, actually binge watch it to see if I can last that long, but hey. Now, moving on to the Bad Batch. I don't remember doing episode 11 and 12, so... We're going to do the best of episode 11, which is the monster, the bio ship. So let's go. the Empire destroyed my civilization. Note that your research remains intact. It'll now serve a higher purpose. The Emperor's purpose. I know what Emperor Palpatine seeks to accomplish, and he will not have my cooperation. The Prime Minister remains in Imperial custody on Coruscant. Not sure what's going to all twisted up in that. We needed you. And you lift us. And you got your ship back. There was no help from you. 50% as a token of my goodwill. That what makes you think we'd come back at all? Don't test me, Bandana. Just get it done. Limited intel. Huh. There's a surprise. How hard could scavenging cargo be? village here. That would explain how the wreckage was reported so quickly. It's some kind of lab. What attacked this ship? Thank you. 
creature's genetic material has the potential to be weaponized in the hands of the right scientists. I suspect the Empire did not destroy the cities on Kamino to end cloning. They merely wanted to control it. Send the data to Echo and Rex. See what they can find out. Why have I been brought here? It must be frustrating to have your resources, but lack the expertise to achieve your goals. There is a particular clone you must locate, a young girl. She is the key to controlling Nalase. It seems we have much to discuss. Okay, in that episode, they're trying to get Nalase to clone the beast to help Elpert. Emperor, uh, Emperor, 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 there you go. Emperor Palpatine and this creature was from Clone Wars. One of the, one where it sucks energy and it gets bigger. This gives me a, a blob or a X-Men kind of thing where it just siphons off power and it gets bigger. And... This leads to them getting the Camino cloner, and I think Sid is gonna sell out uh, the Bad Batch to so they can find Omega. Uh, it's going that way, but who knows? And now moving on to episode twelve. This is one where this is a Crosshairs um, arc where he finally realizes that. Empire or whatever he's working for, working for it doesn't care about him. He's expendable. Let's go. Forced retirement. We're soldiers. What are we supposed to do now? We're heading to the Imperial Depot on Barton Four. High value cargo stored there has been targeted by local insurgents. Problem, sir. I don't like used equipment. Schedule trooper, not yours. It's Commander, Lieutenant. For now, I am in charge here until the cargo is transported. I feel safer already. You speak to me with respect. Respect is something to be earned. It What's inside those crates? Yeah, I wonder that myself.
shiny new military. And we get the scraps. We followed orders. And for what? had finally saw that the Empire didn't value him like his brothers he finally realized that they don't they don't like him and whenever you have a boss that does not like you and think you're expendable uh, it won't last that long and now I guess that they're going to use him as bait for nine, the squad 99 to get Omega to come to the cloning facility uh, like I said one of the great shows that his arc his arc was well played still one of the best shows even though it stated it is for kids I think it's for adults alright this is Ninja to Another Color Podcast. This is your host D O T T L E Y. Uh, at this point of the podcast, this is a point we can promote one of your products, or you can become a sponsor of our endeavor. This is Ninja Another Color Podcast. We are available on Amazon Music, Spotify, Samsung Podcasts. Pandora, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. Yes, we are still working on Apple. Please give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars, give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I can assume that I'm doing it properly. Uh, rate, review, subscribe for free. There's no charge. You can also support via Cash App, via Zelda information on the podcast. And now, moving into our relationship section. Before we get to that, um, how do y'all feel about this newfangled dating or newfangled kids? Check this out. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. 
shit, you is, but uh, I never seen you around here before. You you live here? Yes. Okay, cool. So how long you been here? Look, I don't got time. You're not my type anyway. Okay. Alright. So I, I see who I'm dealing with now, so I'm I'm just you, you have a nice day, alright? Both niggas always got something to say. What you said? I said both niggas always got something to say. You know me? How, how, how you know I'm broke? You live here, don't you? Yeah, I stay by myself. What's that supposed to mean? Wait, you calling me broke because I stay here? Yeah. In, in the same complex that you stay in? Yeah. How that make sense? Anything you try to talk to me, has to have your shit again. Curious to know, what, what, what all does a guy need to qualify to date you? He needs to have his own crib, not an apartment. His own car that's not busted. At least make it six figures and know how to treat me like a princess. How old you is? 22. You, you stay here by yourself? I live with my mom. This your car? I share it with her too. What you do for a living? I work at Wendy's. That's it? Yeah. So how the f*** do you expect a nigga to have all that when you ain't got none of it? What he need to worry about is what he got going on. That's all that matters. So he got to pull up on you every time y'all hang out. Like you ain't even got the option to do that for him. Okay, mind your damn business and go on about your day trash man. Where the f*** that came from? Hey, how you doing? That's that's one thing I don't understand. They want you to have everything, but they're not accountable. But hey, that's the life we live in, and uh, like I always say, my checking account is allergic to women under thirty. So. Alright, moving on to our question of the night. Is it better to be wanted or needed? Again, we would like your feedback at ninjasofanothercolor at gmail.com. We're also available on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So, is it better to be wanted or needed? Check this out. And from uh, other men, would the question was would you rather be wanted or needed and it sounds like a simple question uh, that doesn't require a whole lot of thought but anybody that knows me I'm, I, I think a lot and I think a little uh, uh, deeply about uh, things, about questions and because a lot of times when we ask questions what's important is not just the question itself, but the reason behind the question. And sometimes there are questions that are asked, and the question is actually what's behind the question that's actually more interesting than the question itself or the reason why the question was asked. And with that particular question, it's not the first time, uh, obviously, that I've heard that asked, and I'm sure you guys have probably heard that uh, asked before you heard people make such statements as, I would rather be. Uh, wanted and needed and when you think about those two things um, the reason a person would say they would rather be wanted than needed because you figure that a person that needs you the basis of that relationship is need and you're in that person's life because they need something from you as opposed to someone who doesn't need anything from you but they still want 
uh, and or desire relationship with you. And it would seem that being wanted or desired would ha- be more valuable than the, uh, the other relationship because that relationship uh, would be based upon need. But when I, I think about it, the person asked me would I rather be wanted or needed, I would rather be loved. And the reason I say that is because when you think about it, a person wants you doesn't mean that they love you. A person that needs you, even if you're meeting their needs, doesn't mean that person uh, loves you either. Uh, one relationship could be based upon, obviously, need. The other relationship could be based upon want. And that person could want you for a number of reasons. They could want you uh, because there's something great about you that they desire, or they could want you for their own selfish reasons that really don't benefit you at all. But when you talk about being loved, there's always a benefit in true, authentic love. Um, so when a person asks me to, uh, to choose between the two, and I think it's an assumption, or it's not even mentioned, love is never even mentioned in that question, would you rather be loved, wanted, or needed? It's almost like uh, assumed without saying it, or maybe not even considered. It's like uh, love is not even a part of that equation. I would rather be loved and I say that again because it, it kind of makes it kind of redirects your focus because would you rather be wanted or needed or would you rather be loved because again uh, love is not necessarily inherent in either one of those options and the, the, the thought for me is what's the reason for that question uh, because if somebody loves you do we even have to haggle with whether or not, well, do we even have to haggle with uh, being wanted or needed? And I think that the, the reason for that is is because we're looking for something to make that, uh, that uh, to make it more valuable. So if I'm wanted, that's more valuable than being needed. But when you look at love, it's, it, you don't have to, it, it doesn't have to be filtered through either one of those. Because love itself is a behavior. It's how I treat you. Uh, it's not just how I feel about you, but it's how I treat you, regardless to how I feel. Because uh, I like to say this, uh, feelings are like sales prices. They're subject to change without notice. You feel one way, and then in, in a moment's notice, you feel a, a totally different way. Our feelings fluctuate. They, they go up and down. But love is not based upon how we feel. It is a behavior. It's, it's a commitment that we have to, be, to maintain a certain level of behavior, uh, even when we don't feel a certain way, even when you don't, don't have the, the butterflies, the warm fuzzies, because you don't always have those. Those things come and go. It's different things that happen in our life, sometimes good things, sometimes bad, sometimes just nothing. It's just we're human beings, and we go through a myriad of emotions. So, love is maintaining a certain behavior through thick and thin, or, or when you do your marital vows, uh, for, for, uh, sickness and in health, uh, for better or for worse, for richer or poor. Love maintains that same regardless. And I'm not saying that you don't have uh, good days and bad days, where sometimes, you know, we're off, or that kind of thing. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying overall, love, um, it's maintaining a certain uh, behavior. So again, if I have to be to choose, then I choose. 
I would prefer to be loved because again, love supersedes either one of those. A person, uh, if they want you, they can love you and want you. They can love you and need you. And then I'm, I'm even hesitant to even use the word need because uh, when you consider need, what do we mean by need? Because when we talk about need, now we're talking about a necessity. And the things that we actually need, we need things like water. We need food. We need shelter. Other things we can kind of, you can have them or not have them. And it's not, uh, it's not going to affect your life in terms of whether or not you're able to live or able to maintain or sustain your life. So need is kind of depends. It uh, depends on the context in which we're using it because everybody's replaceable. Everybody's replaceable. There's no one that you actually need. There are people that, that you would like to have around and things like that. But again, those things, if those people are replaceable, if they weren't, we'd all be with the first person that we ever wanted to be with or the first person we ever loved and we're not. So, to wrap it up, uh, if I have to choose between being wanted or needed. I don't choose either one of those. I prefer to be loved, which I think ultimately that's what we're all looking for. All right. In my opinion, it is better to be wanted than needed. He's talking about being loved, so I think being loved is a combination of being of wanted and need. Want and need. So, being loved is awesome, but I'd rather you want me to need me because when you no longer need me, what happens? Fine. Fine again. So, I get his spiel about not using either or. But, to answer the question, it is better to be wanted than needed. Because once you are no longer needed, you are replaced. And like he said, everybody's replaceable. So, it is 947 Eastern Standard Time and the question of the day has been answered but we would like feedback from y'all rate, review subscribe for free follow, hit us up on ninjasofanothercolor at gmail.com we're available on Facebook we're also available on TikTok and Instagram alright we are going to go to jokes and we're going to the poppy show because you know I'm from the VI. So check this out. This out to the party. What was that? The cap. Alright, the cap. So I just have two quick. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ah. What? Her name was Crush Dummy. <laughs> Can you tell us about that? Wait, why did you call him Crush Dummy? Man, got like six cop. Six cop <laughs> man down game. You mash up all of them. For you all, have you ever or would ever be a side? That's automatic. All right, so if you had to write out how to be a side one on one, what would your rules be? One rule per person. One rule? Yeah. One rule. When she can me, I come in true. Next. Call me, I come in true. No, it can't be the same rule, man. Oh, okay. Is there only one rule? Welcome to the monkey show. Next rule. <laughs> He got he said the same thing in different words. Drink water and my phone. Thank you. Come on, what was the point of feelings? 
Like I say, I love my peoples, my son. Can't, can't take them nowhere but to love them anyway. Alright, this is the end of Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. Episode, I guess, 9 of Season 2. Hit us up on Ninjas of Another Color at gmail.com, at Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I am your host, D-O-T-T-L-E-Y. This is the Ninjas of Another Color. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Amazon Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Rate, review, subscribe for free. Give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars. If you don't give us any stars, I will assume that I'm doing it correctly. You can support via Cash App, via Zelda information on the website. And we're starting... Ninja of Another Color Bracket Challenge of the NCAA Brackets. The information is on the pod. Please hit us up and see you next week.